0: You're listening to a Cripple and Co. production. This episode of Disability After Dark has been brought to you by Come As You Are. Come As You Are is Canada's only worker-owned co-op sex shop. Trans-owned and operated, Come As You Are carefully reviews and curates their selection of sex toys, books, and DVDs. Now you can get 15% off your next purchase at comeasyouare.com using coupon code AFTERDARK. Friends, I am so excited to be working with my friends at Clona Willie. They are an amazing, amazing company. They are do-it-yourself or dildo-it-yourself molding kit company where you can create your own mold of a penis or mold of a vulva so you can create your own sex toy at home. That's really really cool, and I think it's really really accessible for a lot of folks too. Their they, their materials are ethically sourced. They're really 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 awesome. They're always there to help. I'm so excited about this company. And I love that I still get to work with them. So if you want to create your own pussy or penis mole at home, so you can create your own sex toy, if you go if you go to clonawilly.com and use the code darkpod20 at checkout, you can get 20% off everything site-wide. They also have a penis pump for those of you that might be interested, which you can get at 20% off if you use the code darkpod20 right now at checkout. I really, really love this company, and I really, really love everything they're trying to do. So if you want to create your own, do it yourself. Molding kit to create your own Pussy or penis mold, please go to clonowilly.com and use code DARKPOD20 at checkout. Thanks, friends. Bye! Content warning. The language, content, and discussion found within this episode of Disability After Dark will be explicit. Listener discretion advised. Content with carrots, popcorn, and power chairs. Hello, hello, friends! Welcome to the show, friends, and thank you so much for clicking on this brand new episode of Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on disability stories. I am your deliciously disabled daddy host, Andrew Gerza. Let us get the show comfy, cozy, and crippled. Thank you, thank you so much for being here. It is February. I am so happy to be here back with you. It's a sunny, shiny day. We finally have sun in Toronto where I'm recording. We've had like a month and a half of literally clouds every day. And it has got me depressed. I already live with depression and anxiety. But this past few weeks has been like, whoa, depression city. So I'm kind of feeling up finally. And I'm kind of feeling like I don't feel so bad. Which is sort of nice. And a weird feeling all by myself. Um. But I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that you're here with me and let's uh, let's. Well, actually, before we get this started, let's um, a tummy update. I've been taking the laxative now for I want to say a few a few months, and I'm feeling pretty good every day. My tummy doesn't hurt as much as it did every day. I don't. I haven't had an accident in probably about two months, which feels really weird. But I feel good, and it's scary, and I'm terrified to feel good. It's really scary if you're chronically ill or you're disabled and you have stuff like this, you know how scary feeling good can be because you're like this feels great, but what what the fuck does it all mean, and why do I why am I feeling good and i I feel good, even though I'm depressed. I feel okay in terms of like my body, which I haven't felt in years, so I'm very thankful for that. just wanted to give you a little update on on my poo stuff, because we all know that I talk about that a lot, so uh, there we go. But let's let's now finally get the show started. On the show today, we're going to do an episode of Popcorn and Power Chairs, but we're going to do it a little bit differently. I decided that I wanted to bring on a guest for the very first episode with a guest of Popcorn and Power Chairs, the segment of the show where I review a piece of disability-themed media and we talk about it. And I wanted to bring my friend Jeff Kalaski from a little podcast called The Documentary Podcast. I was on his show a few months ago, and we reviewed Crip Camp. And we kind of became friends after that. And I was like, hey, why don't we do a show? Why don't we do a version of Popcorn and Power Chairs where you're the guest and we can talk about a movie? And he was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. So we decided to review The Peanut Butter Falcon today. Um, And I'm going to play the trailer in a second for that. It was it was a really cool buddy movie with disability involved, and I really liked it. Our review, Jeff and my review, goes all over the place. Usually, when I do a, re- a review for Popcorn Power Chairs, I make a bunch of notes, and then I talk to them, and then there that's the episode. But for this one, I wanted to just have an open conversation with Jeff, so we really didn't. You'll hear we didn't really we we go all over the place so i'm going to warn you now if you've not seen the peanut butter falcon which is the movie we're reviewing for this episode of popcorn and power chairs please stop stop the podcast and listen and go and um go and go and watch go and watch the peanut butter falcon right now because we go pretty deep into the movie without really a lot of like chronological discussions this time so just so you have context go watch the movie right now because our discussion goes all over the place we had so much fun recording this i love talking about disability related film with people and i also like that jeff is not a disabled person but as you'll hear he has experience in the disabled world um I really, really enjoyed sitting down with him. We just had fun. It was a really free, fun conversation, and it was fun to review a piece of disability film, as always. So, without further ado, just again, before you listen, please go watch Peanut Butter Falcon, because we go we go pretty deep pretty fast, and you're going to have to know what we're talking about, or you'll have no idea about this episode, and that's why it's so fun. So, please go watch, and without further ado, here's my interview with my guest, Jeff Kolaski, from the documentary podcast On an episode of Popcorn and Power Chairs Right now Right now, after the trailer Okay, so the trailer and then the show
1: Bye! Three, two, one Is <laughs> sheep in this world and there are wolves in this world. And I know that you two boys are just two weary travelers who've lost their way. So we're gonna clean you up right with a baptism. I'm more of a baptism by fire type. Okay. Come to my wrestling school and become a badass. That's what he wants to do with the rest of his life.
0: Yes it is.
1: You let a half-naked boy down syndrome who has no idea how to get
0: along in this world, just slip out from under your nose oh. you two are close we are well then you'll figure out where he's at and you'll bring him back
1: are you following me maybe we could be friends embodied bro dogs and chill have a good time sitting the wrestling schools in yeah one long road leads all the way down i'll drop you there then.
0: i'm looking for a missing person have you seen him Little
1: man and a lamb. Met your girlfriend back there, Eleanor. Two bandits on the run. Oh yeah. oh yeah! Rule number one: don't slow me down. Rule number two: I'm in charge. Hey, what's rule number one? Party? No, not party. Me
0: and my we are, we are together. Back? You have a young boy with Down syndrome in the middle of nowhere.
1: All right. Well, while you've been doing paperwork. We've been doing something called living. Oh man!
0: I'm going to give you all of my
1: wishes for my birthday. I made a promise to him. Give him that wrestling school, in Aiden No, we're not going to hop on your yep. little raft okay. and cruise around down the river. Hey,
0: Eleanor. I don't want to go home. Oh, oh, oh. Right.
1: Yeah. Ah. So how far is it? About that far in the map. Are your fingers to scale? Yep. <laughs> I think it's time for us to go back now.
0: We could be a family. Friends
1: are the family you choose. Ah! Wrestlers got alter egos. You need a name. Falcon. Peanut butter
0: falcon.
1: Jeff Koloski, hi. Hello, sir. How are you, friend? Good. Thanks for having me on your show.
0: Thanks for being here. Usually I do this is a segment that we do on the show called Popcorn and Power Chairs. And you are the first ever guest, I think, to be a part of the segment. So hello.
1: Uh, hello. I'm I'm honored to be a part of the first the first guest experience. I know I, I listened to your popcorn pop, popcorn and power chairs. Um and I always think like, oh, I should listen to an episode to see how uh, Andrew interacts with their guest, you know, on on the show. I'm like, wait, there's never any guests on the show. Cool. Well, so I get to well
0: help, you're the help one. Help. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. I really I'm really looking forward to it.
0: No, it's such a pleasure. We did an episode of your show documentary a few months ago. Um and it yep. feels like a long time ago, wasn't that before? Like Thanksgiving was it like October?
1: Uh let's see. So we are way ahead on our show. Like we we recorded way in advance, so it came out. I think in a. Jeez, mm, I, I don't remember. It came long out long. in like November. I don't even remember. Yeah. yeah, And so, um, but anyway, a couple months ago, that'll 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 work. <laughs> That's cool. No, no. Do you want to do you want to tell the people
0: what your show's about about, what you do, and sure.
1: Yeah. So, so I'm the host of a show called Documentary. And we, you know, just like our tagline says, we watch documentaries and then get together and talk about them. And we did a couple of months ago, we did the documentary called Crip Camp. And you were gracious enough to join our crew for that, for that episode. And I thought it went really well. And that still to this day continues to be, uh, so we did a little reel, you know, where where you were talking about some of the joy that we saw in, you know, Judy Human and all that in the in that documentary. And that's I think probably my most watched reel that we put out. Oh, on... That's
0: cool. That always yeah, so... you know, because I never know what thing I never know what goes viral. And yeah. like, you know, in this day and age, it's like, yep. I don't want anything to go viral. It's scary to have something go viral now because it's like, oh no, yeah. didn't say what? So I never know, but that's nice.
1: Yeah, so i i would I would say we're probably far from viral because that's you know I, we don't have those those kind of viewers on our our stuff. But you know we we still got a, a good amount of well. Don't worry,
0: virality yeah. is. I <laughs> I never want that kind of numbers. It's too scary. No way. No way.
1: Yeah, there's a reason it's called viral. Nobody really wants that, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like. You think you do, but then it's like, all right, you yeah, know, I'm good. It's all right,
1: thanks. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Um, I don't. So think we're going under a microscope like that. Say again? I just said I don't need to be under a microscope like that.
0: No, no. The more and more I do social media, the less and less I want to do social media. I'm just like, okay, well, this is not all right. Cool. Yep. Um, but we're gonna watch. We're gonna watch. We're gonna watch a movie, which you all you've by this time, I think I haven't edited yet. Editing Andrew will know what he's doing. But I think you've heard the trailer for it. We're gonna do we're gonna do The Peanut Butter Falcon. Um it's a movie about disability. And I thought, why not bring Jeff on from mm-hmm. a non-disabled perspective to join me and talk about it? Um Wow, lost my train of thought. I was gonna go swear that it disappeared. Right. So Really, really happy you're here. Let's let's dive into the I'm film.
1: Here. Yeah, you know this this film for me. I this is the second time that I've watched it, and you reached out and kind of asked me. You know, is there a film that you'd want to want to cover? And you know, I started thinking about films that I'd seen. You know, we do documentaries on our show, so I kind of thought it would be fun to do something that's nonfiction. Uh, or I'm sorry, um, that is fiction instead of nonfiction, like yeah. uh, kind of, you know, portrays sort of that relationship. And, you know, there's a lot of things about this film and I'm sure you'll get into it, but a lot of things about this film that resonate with me and we can get into some of what the, some of those yeah, things yeah. are if you want to. Um, And I'm, you know, as I'm watching this film, knowing that we're going to cover it for your show, I'm, I'm sort of like I was watching it going, trying to watch it through the lens of, you know, I listen to your podcast and I like let me try to watch this through the lens of of disability and how this would be could be viewed by somebody with disabilities and you know, kind of check my own ableism and, and uh, in this relationship because on on first watch, uh, you know, my first not to get too far, hopefully I'm sure you've got your own uh, you know your, your ways of doing your show but not to get too far ahead but on first watch it's no it's no a really... jump
0: right in don't even worry go, go right in
1: okay uh, it's really feel good you know I, I on on the surface probably from the un, uh, I don't want to say uneducated but like just y- y- I, I liked the relationship of the two main characters yeah um, for a lot of reasons and I'm so interested to know where maybe what I'm overlooking when watching this, you know, things that might not jump out to me that may jump out to you, Andrew, or to some of your listeners um, in this in this uh, film. So yeah, no, there, I
0: mean, there was a lot that I there was a lot that I liked about it, and I definitely watched it from the the perspective of like. I just watched it. Usually I take a bunch of notes, but I was like, I'd rather just talk with Jeff when we get on. So I didn't even, <laughs> didn't bother with the notes at all last night. I just watched it to watch it for like, Good. and then I took one or two notes to be like, all right, here's some things I'll, I'll jot mm-hmm. down and talk about. Um, I really liked it because, and we'll get into it. It's a, it's a movie about two lost people who are trying to yeah. find something about themselves. And so I like that aspect. And I liked mm-hmm. for once, disability was in there and I liked that they the first thing I'll say the first point that gets a big point for me is that they cast a disabled actor in the film so the film is yes. about somebody with Down Syndrome who runs away from their retirement home his name is Zach he runs away from his retirement home and he is he is a young person so he's like 20 20 he's 22 yeah. 22 yeah, I think
1: they said he was 22 in the film yeah
0: yeah He's a young guy living in a retirement home because his family couldn't take care of him or chose to leave him there. And when I was doing research on that, the very first thing we meet, Zach, he's in the retirement home and he's planning to escape. And so when I looked it up and I found out that in Ontario, where I live, Ontario, Canada, there are 29,000 people, no, 2,900 people living in long term care homes who are below the age of 65 which means oh, wow. that what was happening to him is happens to a lot of people in real life. And I was shocked. I
1: definitely, I, I am too hearing you say that. And I, I was curious, I didn't look it up on my own, but I was curious because, so they went to Florida in this and I, I don't remember where they said they started journey, um, which state in the U S but, you know, it was a Southern kind of state. And from just from you know, context clues in the film, it seemed like Zach's character, which I like that the actor's name is Zach and so is his character. It makes it really easy to to talk about. Um, But his character was, like you said, for some reason, not being being taken care of by his family or wasn't able to be taken care of by his family. And, um, you know, it's really sad kind of to see that, you know, this is what this is what was available to or help for him. You know, and like, like putting him is,
0: in a in a in a room. He's twenty two. Yeah, like putting him in a room with like eighty year old men and like you know his his big thing is if I give you a pudding cup, will you let me run out of the nurse? Like, like right. that's you know. And I it, it was hard, I and mean, when it was funny, and I laughed at it. It was great, a funny sure. scene, but like to watch. To know that there are people in real life who are disabled under thirty, living in living in like old seniors homes because the state has nowhere to put them. Yeah, it's like really scary. (laughs) Yeah. What are we doing?
1: Yeah. So a question that I have, you know, and, and I'm not expecting you to have the answer for that, but what's like? Okay, so so I have a a cousin who is who has down syndrome. And I, you know, I don't know the right terminology. So forgive me if I, if I screw it up, but you know, I would consider him, you know, there, there are, there is a spectrum in the down syndrome community where you uh, you know, more, I, I guess, functional and then you need a little bit more help and then, you know, to where you almost can't take care of daily, you know, function on your yeah. own. And you know, my cousin falls more in the, um, in the more severe side, I would, I guess, yeah, if that's the terminology, um, to where he, you know, he's still living with my aging aunt and uncle, you know, and and pretty soon, you know, that's gonna become more difficult and more difficult. And I guess my question is, you know, what's what's best case scenario in that situation? You know, Zach doesn't have, a family structure that can take care of him. Thankfully, spoiler alert, he he gets that in the in the movie. But um the you know what what what's best case scenario there? Is there housing? Is it you know community living that's more directed toward that as opposed to the I aging mean, elderly? You know?
0: What what state are you in again? I don't remember.
1: I'm in Nebraska in the United States.
0: Yeah, so it's probably it really crappy there realistically um I'm just guessing from what I I, don't, I honestly don't know but it's probably something very similar to what we saw in the film um mm. the hope would be that he could get into some community housing that helps people with Down syndrome but a lot of people with intellectual disabilities who have no family are placed in programs like that that are basically institutions and so like we didn't see a lot of Zach's home life in in the first 10 minutes of the film we saw that he wanted to he wants to escape from the home and he tried once and they caught him and then he came back and he we see that he wants to go to like wrestling school to meet what was the guy's name saltwater redneck
1: or... saltwater redneck yeah that's
0: right he wanted to meet the wrestler and so like then his his roommate who's an 80 year old man says well let me grease the bars up for you and you just slide right out of there and you run away which I thought He's was funny engineer. yeah i thought it was really funny that like the the old man was helping him escape and be like go be free like i I thought it was funny but also like i found it kind of interesting that in the film and i think they did this for for drama like nobody really starts looking for him except Mm -hmm. for the care though that one care coordinator and i was like why isn't the whole place like freaking out that he's not there
1: right and you know they did mention so i used to work in uh, a senior care centers. I, I actually used, to, there was two different uh, centers that I used to work at, uh, skilled nursing facilities. And, you know, it was a big deal, flight risks or, you know, that sort of thing. You know, you have to be, you know, they call it elopement when, you know, somebody either willingly or accidentally because of dementia or anything like that, you know, kind of wanders off and it is a big deal. And, you know, you get the the feeling and through the context clues when Eleanor is speaking to her boss I guess where he's like you better find him before I before I report this to the state and she's like no you have to report this to the yeah, state like, like you this... should
0: be yeah like what do you yeah, mean that... You're not reporting to the state
1: yeah and he's like well just find him and you know you get you get the idea that this guy doesn't want to be in trouble for whatever and you know obviously like you mentioned a lot of that's just to add drama and realistically does that happen maybe you know we don't know what what part of the states this is in for sure or what the like quality North Carolina is. or like somewhere like that yeah, yeah.
0: but like and they must in real life you like if so many missing there everything stops and you find the person like what <laughs> what yeah
1: yeah yep so that you know you you wonder how much of that's you know written in just for the sake of, of drama and that's the hard part about films like this is knowing you know having to suspend some of your disbelief I guess to to, to get on with the story but
0: yeah I mean I think for me what was most arresting of it and I, I hope this doesn't sound ableist when I say it but it was really nice to see somebody with Down Syndrome given such a full role and it was really nice to see him just kill it like he knew what to do oh, he was great. He was right there. And it was like every, because, you know, we have these ableist ideas about people with intellectual disabilities and what they can and can't do. And to see him like do exactly what he had to do, what was the role? How do you do it? Like, and again, that's my own ableism coming out when I say that. But I remember like when I was watching it last night, I was like, this is really cool. This kid's a better actor
1: than some like non-intellectually disabled actors. I see. Right. Absolutely. Some of whom were in this movie. Yeah. (laughs) you know yeah uh you know i am i am personally a big fit you know not necessarily he's had the controversy around shia labeouf you know some of the stuff that he may or may not have done or said or what you know I, i am not here to speak to that i'm not tmz but the um but he is a phenomenal actor in my opinion um and I thought that his relationship with Zach throughout this whole thing, they played off each other like they were best buds. Yeah, they really did. But they did such a good job at that. And I think if I read, you know, I read a few articles, I guess they actually did real life, you know, they maintain a friendship, which is pretty cool. Um, You know, but one of the things probably stood out to me the most about the, um, about their relationship was shia labeou tyler was LeBuff's character in this tyler was so adamant that zach from the very beginning from the first time he met him he never yeah. once talked to him like he was any less than or any less able to do the never same was. thing
0: i mean he treated him like a bit of an asshole at the beginning but he but yeah
1: that, which he would have done that
0: to anybody really exactly uh, yeah and then, so if you're not, if you have not watched the movie yet, you should pause here and watch the movie, and then come back to listen. Yeah, sorry, to this. I'm spoilers all over the place. We're just going straight in. So just if you if you haven't watched yet, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> watch the movie right now. I'm pretty sure it's available on Prime. Uh, available on, yeah, it's on Prime in the U S. and probably probably other places, other But just find the movie and watch it first, because we're going straight in, and that, yep. we're just gonna just dive right in. So then. So okay, so he runs away, stows away on a boat, meets Tyler. Tyler is running away from like bad shrimpers. I like, I couldn't really tell who they were. I was like, I guess you are just yeah. bad guys.
1: crab fishermen. Yeah. The so the way I got it, uh, uh, Tyler was a crab. He was stealing crab pots, and, and that's a big no-no in that world because that's your your livelihood and uh these guys found out about it um and came after him and he burned some of their stuff yeah
0: and that's basically like he has to run away from from that yeah yeah yeah. it's really i like the way they set it up it's very buddy cop almost like buddy buddy. like there was no big plot the plot was we're running he's running away from the groove home zach and Tyler's running away from the bad guys. That's literally that was literally the plot. There was no yes. nothing else yeah. there, and I liked it because it's very simple to follow.
1: Yeah, it's very it's very Huck Finn, you know that kind of, you know, Tom Sawyer, Huck Finn kind of thing where it's we're we're trying to get away. We're we're gonna float down, literally float down the river, um, buddy cop movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, it really is. I and I like that because we don't
0: fun. we don't often see a disability buddy cop movie ever. And like this, this was Mm. basically that. And it was really kind of neat to see that.
1: Especially like you mentioned early on, not to just repeat your words, but especially with somebody who is given a starring role, who actually has an intellectual disability. Yeah. Um, you know, I think of the movies, I can't remember what it's called, but there was a movie that came out within the last couple of years, but it was Kevin Hart and Bryan Cranston. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I reviewed it for the show. It was, um... Okay. It was, uh,
1: The Upside. Yeah, yeah. And you know... I hated the sure,
0: movie. For Did you? I, okay, I, I never I saw
1: it. Yeah. So, I never saw it. So, I, I can't speak to the movie itself, but I'm going, you've got a... <laughs> you've got... You know, a lot of people out there that I'm sure would be more than capable to fill this role and represent a whole community that are more than capable to do just as good, or not, if not better, role of Brian Cranston. Not to take anything from him because I think. Oh, he's no, great. I'll take a,
0: i I'll take a lot away from him. Don't worry, I'll. You don't have to. Okay. I'll do it. I'll take it all away because <laughs> when he did Fair that enough. role, and I said this in the episode of of, of the show when he did that yeah. role, he. People said to him, "Like, hey, you realize you're taking a role away from a disabled person?" And he said, "Oh no, it was just a business decision, so Mm. I made it." And it was like, "Wow, well, like, okay, well, I'm not paying money
1: to—I won't pay money to see your film." Like, unfortunate. I I hate hearing that, but I'm sure it happens more than yeah.
0: It probably really does. Um, Mm -hmm. But to see this Zach actor and the character be in the role so fully was really nice. Um, one yeah. of the things that I noted right at the beginning, before before he stills away in the boat, and before he meets Zach, within the first five minutes, the night nurse is calling him a retard. And I was like, okay, that was, mm. and I use that word sparingly, because I know it's not a word that we enjoy right. in the disability space. But when I heard that, I literally, I literally went, oh, okay, we're yeah. just throwing retard around. Like, there's no problem. All right, great.
1: Right. Yeah. And then, and I think it really, you know, they didn't spend a lot of time in the retirement community and you kind of, you know, when, when he first runs away and you see how hard that dude tackles him, you know, as he's running out of the building Yeah. and then he calls him that word when these, you know, say it's lights out, you know, and whatever, like, dude, he's 22 years old, isn't it? Lights out. Like, like what? Leave him alone. What? Yeah. Like he can stay up and watch wrestling videos all night if he wants. Like there's really, no, there's no rule saying he has to We're go to bed. Him. He's not in prison. And, you know, so it, it shows you, I think, I think it gives us the taste of a, probably what a lot of people deal with, but also, um, uh, why he would so desperately want to run away.
0: And, like, it's so. funny that you just said he's not in prison, but in the second scene after they tackle him, they put bars on the windows, So he literally is True. in And he, yeah. like, he literally yeah. has to get out of there. And so I just thought, you know, the way, and I just thought using that word in 2024 and hearing it in 2024, um, even in a movie that was made in 2019, was like, mm. okay, wow, well this, this word has a lot of connotation still, and we really have to, yeah. like, I know why they did it. I know why it was a dramatic choice. I get that. But hearing it, I had to, even I paused and was like, oh, I don't love that. And they didn't only just do it once. There was one or two more times in the film where they use it. And every time I had to be like,
1: I don't, I don't love it. Like, could we pick another word? Could we, could we try stupid? Could we, any other word? Right. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was kind of a, it's an interesting choice. Like you said, like you could use other words and and whatnot. And I'm sure it was just, let's, let's show what somebody going through this might um, experience, especially in that part of the country. You know, I come from the Midwest, which is, you know, typically more known as sort of the, the vanilla, you know, kind of, you know, just middle of the road, you know, no accent, no nothing. We're just, you know, uh, the. I most... heard
0: the midwesterner in your voice for a minute. I, I was like, I, yeah, I, I definitely heard the. Oh, yeah. I was like, it's in there, it's there, there it is, it's
1: in there for sure. Um, but you know, we have, but but he was in the South, and in the South, I I'm just gonna go ahead out there and say it. In a lot of ways, a lot of this the people are c- can be very behind the the times when it comes to uh, uh, progression and open-mindedness and acceptance. I mean, historically, (laughs) the acceptance for whether it's race or gender or disability or, you know, LGBTQIA or anything like that, it's it's pretty non-accepting. Now, that's not to say there's nobody from the South that, you know, but... I would say that most of them would even say, yeah, majority, especially if you're in backwoods kind of areas where they were kind of spending a lot of time in this film. You know, you've got the little shit-eaten kid on top of the the diving board trying to get him to – trying to get Zach to jump into the water. Yeah. Yeah. I thought – Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. You, you. I was going to say one of the most satisfying – Spots in this movie was when Shia LaBeouf punched that little kid in the that, in the mouth. <laughs> I don't know. I did. Sa-
0: of... <laughs> I did think that was rather satisfying. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, that kid deserves a good for it. good.
1: Yeah, yeah, that kid deserves a pop in the mouth for sure. <laughs> and and like, I like how
0: I like how Shia LaBeouf. Like I like how right away when they meet each other and they're on the boat running from from the other crowd people. That's not crab people. People that do crab stuff, whoever they are, those people, when they're running away, <laughs> the crabby
1: yeah, ass.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the the crabby people when they're running away from the crabby people. Zach's the very first thing he says is, and you can tell that he's obviously been taught to say this to people so they get to know. He says, "I have, I'm a Down syndrome person. Here's <laughs> what I he, You know, here's who I am." And Tyler mm-hmm. right away is like, "Shut up! Shut up! We have to. We're just going. Like, I don't care. Whatever. Like, but he never once said." Oh, that's the problem. He never once was like, right. oh, it's an issue. He just was like, okay, you have Down syndrome. Let's go.
1: Right. Yeah. I think he, I think he actually literally said, "Uh, I don't, I don't even, I don't really care. Like, yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, shut up. <laughs> I would, I don't care what you're dealing with here. Like, you're, come if, on. If you're, If you're coming with me, you come with me. You don't slow me down. You know, that's rule number one. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. And I like how, like, they, there was a whole bunch of montages in the film where they would repeat those rules, and they would repeat like that kind of stuff, and they would show them getting closer. Mm-hmm. And I like how I just like how they did that because yeah. it was very reminiscent of like all those '90s, '80s, '90s films. It was very much like that. Yeah. I, I really like I like that style so much. It was so simple, such a simple concept, yeah.
1: and nostalgic. You know, you the it's kind of you know there' there's there's nothing. Uh, as far as the story itself, there's nothing you know groundbreaking about. No, the know, story
0: is super boring. Right? I went to wrestling school, and the other guys running away. Like the story is okay. Whatever. Team
1: up. They don't get along at first. The guy, you know, they decide to to do it anyway. They you know, that's happened countless times in film. But you know, this just has a way of doing it that you know, it just feels so wholesome in a lot of ways. Um, and and also you you're rooting for these these characters so hard by the end of it that you know it, there, there's a lot of bad things like dumb things dumb filmmaking decisions about this film in my opinion you know like oh
0: tell uh, me I want to hear
1: oh well okay so first of all the um the whole scene the whole thing with the the quote unquote bad guys like following them and stuff it's just dumb like yeah. How would you find them? Like all of that. How would she have found them? You know, I mean, I get it. It's part of the story, but, but that's there. There's just some. And uh, she
0: also is like an unnecessary character. She's so bored. I look why yeah. do you need to be there? Why you're, you're so bored. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I could have done honestly without pretty much any of that. I get yeah. it. They probably wanted. They probably wanted to add the drama, to add the intensity, you know. And in, in in the and they get a buddy buddy role. film.
0: Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. I get it totally. You know,
1: and and uh and all that. But it would have been fine if they were both running away. They they got away. They went to the wrestling school. You know, and I'm. I grew up a pro wrestling fan. I was a pro wrestling fan into my adulthood. I, I you still were
0: you were a pro wrestler. I was gonna be like, whoa, tell me more about
1: that. <laughs> whoa, whoa. No, no, I'm. I am not. I've never been. uh I'm tall enough, but not strong enough. I mean, enough, you but...
0: got the. You have the tattoos for it, though. You. you I mean, true. You That's if true. If I didn't know you were like a nice dude, I'd be like, all right, you can probably beat me up.
1: <laughs> no, I doubt it. Um, But anyway, so, so you know. So the guy, Samson, the guy that he fights with in the ring um, that ends up becoming kind of an asshole, um, he, have you ever heard of Jake the Snake Roberts?
0: I have. I You know, maybe maybe it's because I've heard people say Jake the Snake a lot. Yeah. Maybe it yeah, I have. Yeah, that's him.
1: Yeah, that's him. Um, and then the referee, that was Mick Foley or Mankind. So anyway. Well, nice. That's cool.
0: I, I mean, I figured there was like some weird, I figured there was, but I'm, I'm. I yeah. <laughs> wrestling is not my world. So it's like okay, I guess they're cool.
1: Quite all right. <laughs> You're not missing anything, <laughs> believe me. But yeah, so um, there was some nerve in that for me. But
0: yeah, I mean, I, I I felt also like obviously it's it's in today's time. I felt like it could have also been they could have said it twenty years ago. They could have said it forty years ago. They could have it could have been any time. And that's what I liked about it. It could have been any time, and. Yeah. The story would have been the same. Like it almost would have been cool if they took the idea of Huck Finn and made yep. it with a Down syndrome.
1: Like why? That that would have been interesting because then you then you would have had even a, a probably even a different level of uh you know because at that time in you know the Huck Finn days racism and not that it's gone yeah. but it was, it was even more rampant and you know could could there have been you know, you you talk about who are, are the the quote unquote less than. Well, if those guys had seen a kid with Down syndrome running around in the in in, in the the bayous with in his underwear, you know, talking about being a Down syndrome person, and you know, I, I can't imagine a whole lot of empathy there. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, I I I just I I am interested to hear if was anything about this film that struck you as you know um problematic or or severely ableist or something that you feel like didn't represent this uh, or disability or or any of that well i don't know if i am um, articulate
0: i mean i think retired was was a mm. big hard one for me i was like oh, i don't love that given how much work that that community in particular has done to be like, this word is harmful. Please don't use it. Like, mm-hmm. please. St-. And I, but again, I know there's a stylistic choice. I hope mm-hmm. they went to Zach and were like, are you okay? If we use this word, how do you right. feel about it? Like, I really hope they did. I have a feeling they didn't, but I really hope that they were like, does it, are you all right? If we do this, um, I didn't find anything super ableist. Like I was looking and I watched the whole movie, like waiting for a, Super duper brave this moment. I didn't. I didn't find any, and I. I was pleasantly surprised that I. There was not. I mean, the part where Eleanor finds him and starts to like, okay, we gotta go back. Let's go. Let like let's let me take you back. And he's clearly yeah. fine with Tyler, and they're they're friends, and they're hanging out now. Like, I found that to be true to life because it's her job as the right. representative of the place to be. Okay, we gotta get you to safety. Gotta get you whatever. I also found like. If he threw her keys in the in the in the lake, she would never just be like, "All right, I'm going on the raft with you, whatever." Like she,
1: there, you could go find him Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, to to speak to that part, I, how huh, that that part hits me so when uh, the part where Eleanor finds Zach and meets up with Tyler and Zach, and you know she goes into caretaking mode and a lot of the things that she was doing and that she was saying is very easy for caretakers to, to fall into Yeah, where it, I know that it's my job to take care of you. So, and, and you are intellectually disabled. So it's, it's, it's hard to, to, for some people, especially when it's their day in and day out, I would imagine it's very hard for them to, To not, you know, default to that. Yeah, default to to talking down to, not like you're less than, but but like you're not. But just
0: close enough to less than that it didn't feel like. like, And she got that she was really good, like Dakota Johnson was really good at doing that, Mm -hmm. and really good at like you liked her and you were supposed to like her, Mm -hmm. but. There was a few moments where it's like I don't, you're
1: annoying, go away. Like you don't need. To be- you don't. You don't need to treat him like that, and that, and I, and I think Shia LaBeouf's character playing on on hers was did a really good job. At, because at the same time, if I was in Eleanor's shoes, I'd be going, dude, shut up.
0: <laughs> yeah, you don't-
1: shut up. You don't know. You don't know Zach. You don't know his story. You don't know who I am. You don't know what's going on. You're just some scuzzy dude that he's. You know. The with or whatever yeah. and he doesn't know what he's doing and you don't know what you're doing and you're just you're you're gonna get him killed because you've already told me about him getting dragged behind a boat you've already told me about you guys Oh my god, he got dragged behind the boat <laughs> yeah that was scary yeah. but but like so so you do sir you need to go away because this is my deal thing to deal with and he's going now nah, i arguably know him better than you do now and and, and he can do this. He's not out here, you know. He's 22 years old. He can make his own decisions, despite what the state thinks. You guys don't really want to deal with him anyway. You yeah, made that. You don't really first part of the movie. You
0: <laughs> you know put, You put bars in his windows and leave, leave him locked in his room. What does he do all day? Like right. nothing. Um, right. I would have loved for them to show more of what is it like to care for somebody who has Down syndrome. Like, mm-hmm. I would have liked for him to have a moment where. Down syndrome overtook him and he was, you know, not necessarily like to mime what it is to be a down syndrome person, but to like, you know, does he sundown? Does he have issues with like Mm -hmm. memories? Or yeah. Yep. Like I think, you know, that scene in the grocery store and then like the general store where Shia LaBeouf tells him to go wait in the bush. I would have loved it if Zach had gone in and been like, oh, I want this. I want all these things. I want this. And, and, you know, Tyler would have had to say, no, you can't have that. And he freaked out just to show like, right. you, okay, maybe you don't really know how to help somebody with Down syndrome, but I'm going to, you're going to learn. Good
1: point. That's a good point. I, I, I hadn't thought about that, but it was almost like when, when Tyler took to Zach, it's like he had it all figured out immediately. He knew exactly how to care for him. He knew exactly what he needed. He knew yeah. exactly how to talk, talk to him. And, you know, the truth is you probably would not. You're used to, um, and, and part of that's good because you're used to um, talking to non-disabled people. So you're treating him the same way. That's a good thing yeah. in most scenarios. And thankfully, you know, in this, th- this story, um, Zach was at a mental in, in a mental state where he could do all the and, and thing like he could fly, he could yeah. swim behind a or be
0: dragged behind a shrimp boat and it's fine and like go in the-
1: right and learn how to swim i mean he taught yeah. him how to swim you know so so he was at a place where he could do that but not everybody with down syndrome is so yeah. that's a good point that it would have been interesting to see you know Play in some of the more severe things where, perhaps, when you're talking to him, he can't respond because he's not sure how. Yeah, you know, he, you know, or if if Tyler had left that grocery store, which that was a really interesting store clerk. Um, yeah, it was really weird. He was well like, played by that guy, but yeah, <laughs> kind of a creep. But um, you know, if he had, if Zach had or I'm sorry, if Tyler had left the store and couldn't find Zach, you know, that could have been interesting too, you know, not to, to add more drama, but, but, you know, we've had issues with my cousin who, who runs away, but not because he's ever given any reason to, to, or we've been given any reason to think that he doesn't want to be home, but just, he goes away from home and then, He keeps on walking just because something, you know, he's just interested in what's over there. And then pretty soon he's lost. And we've got the police all over town looking for him. You know, that's a dangerous thing. Yeah. And, you know, but again, my cousin versus Zach is on a a more severe scale. But yeah. Again, not to just not to get too wordy here, Andrew. I'm not trying to like, like oh, no, take no, over.
0: go ahead. No, 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 it's totally fine. You are the guest, it's your job to take over the show. <laughs> take over the show. It's fine. It's fine.
1: All right, cool. <laughs> uh, but uh, now I, I lost my own train of thought because um, you know, he's more, your cousin is more severe than Zach. right? Oh, and that kind of gets you thinking, like, okay, but could that be. A case of, um, overprotective or over, um, what's the word like? I don't want to say babying, scary. but yeah, well, like, like if did my are my aunt and uncle too, too? Uh, what's uh, babying my my mm, cousin to the point yeah, where I know, he's I, not I, able I, to. It's It's not 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 the right word, word, but
0: it's like just being, you're so concerned and rightfully so. sure.
1: Yeah. To the point where, where he's not, he's never been given the ability to flex those muscles, to exercise those brain muscles and, you know, to, to progress them in a way that maybe he would be further ahead if they weren't that way. But it's hard to also say that there's anything wrong with, loving your kid to the point where you want to take care of them yeah <laughs> you know, to that extent i mean i
0: think a lot of
1: disabled folks will understand
0: will understand what it's like to have a parent who you know i think it's really hard for the parents of disabled kids because or the caregivers of disabled kids because they've literally had to do everything from help them go to the bathroom to shower them to feed them they literally had to do everything for them for sometimes 40 years like when i go visit my mom at home and if I want to stay the night, she's doing all my care for me. So it's right. – she. she's very much of – my mom is very, like, cool and is very much of the of the mindset of, like, you know, you're a 40-year-old man, do your own thing. But, like, if we're traveling together and she, she wants to go to bed, I have to – oh, you want to go to bed? Okay, that means I have to go to bed earlier. Let me rearrange my schedule so you can – get some rest and i think like when you take care of somebody with a disability like that especially with intellectual disability you are so much more on guard because you know how the world treats them
1: yeah yeah that's absolutely true yeah and it, it's you know on the outside looking in or like you know for example to go back to the film tyler looking at eleanor going you're doing too much like you're like let him do it he can do it he can do it on his own you know on the outside looking in, that's all well and good, and it's almost good to be to be in this scenario for Zach to have, you know, gone under Tyler's tutelage for a little while because yeah. he's able to look at him with fresh eyes without, you know, thinking I don't know what his his limits are. I don't know what his, uh, um, you know, where those, uh, what he struggles with, what you know, th- those sort of things. I just know that he told me he had down syndrome and he's like oh no kidding like you don't think i could tell that you know yeah <laughs> like, yeah but but he's he's going and, and that doesn't mean anything to me i'm going to treat you the same well it's nice to have that and but it's also understandable how eleanor would come in and go no he you know this is new for him he's He's not in any state to be out here and being dirty and being, you know... uh, And like drinking
0: moonshine with you and having a campfire and like, you know, what are you doing?
1: Yeah. But, you know, you you and I talked about Crip Camp and and the kids at Camp Gen Ed and everything. And, you know, if they watched a film like this and were were able, you know, listening to their stories, they're going... They want to go get crabs. They want to get drunk. They I want to. I will never you know. not
0: think that that crab story is my favorite. That is my I favorite know. thing I've heard of in any documentary ever. That was. Yep. I will never get over. Mm-hmm. I love that because. But yeah, like I think.
1: Yep. I have crabs. That means I'm having sex. So I'm good.
0: <laughs> like I'm fucking. So I'm great. I'm happy. Yep. Good. I think yep. to to show those experiences, like, on screen, and for this film, like. Obviously, none of that's so happened, but it would have been cool if Zach had a love interest in, in the film, or like he was in a home with a girl with Down syndrome who, and you know, they, they loved each other, they liked each other, and they went together. Like it would have been cool if they, I understand why it, did it, why it had to be just the two of them, but it would have been yep. cool if they expanded that a bit. And I know there's a documentary out there. I can't remember what, or not a documentary, it's a fictional mm-hmm. movie. I saw it at a disability film fest a couple of years ago. It's at Ireland. And it's about a bunch of Irish kids with dancing or living in a group home who wanna fuck. Who yeah. wanna go get laid and so they they like <laughs> That's escape, awesome. Yeah. They escape their group home for one night and they go and they go to buy sex workers, which is awesome. And they go to like spend a night doing all that. And so they have a they have a care worker who's like the the lookout who's like making sure that the people don't see it. And so like, that was really cool, but I would have loved to have seen more of that with in this film, more of like, yeah, like Tyler got to have a and dress. Why didn't Zach?
1: Yeah. And you know, I was, I was about to go there. I was thinking about it when you were talking and, and earlier we had mentioned things that I could have done without in this movie. I would have, I would have liked it better if, Tyler and Eleanor were just friendly to each other. Yeah, and it, and it didn't turn into a a a love interest thing that was completely unnecessary in my opinion. Um, I I get it, but th- to me the love story here was the love between the Tyler and the two of them. Yeah. yeah, and and then the and the love between Eleanor and Zach. Like it was it all pivoted on the main and character him. who was yeah. Zach and. and I would have liked it better. You know, I'm okay with with him being attracted to her and seeing her at first before he knows who she is. And, and you know, let's just say I wrote this movie. He would have hit on her still at the beginning, but then he she would have annoyed him. He would have annoyed her. And they would have just been friendly, but kind of bantering, bickering yeah. the whole, the whole like, movie. It's just a the friendship.
0: They could have been the will they won't. You could have had the will they won't they, and they never did. Yeah. Like, you yeah. whatever.
1: And I'm okay with that, you know? And, um, but so, so to me, that was kind of, kind of dumb, honestly, and unnecessary, but it was what it was. At least they didn't lean way too hard into it, but. I mean,
0: it would have kind of been cool if Zach had a crush on her and then like yeah. Zach made a move on Eleanor.
1: Yeah. I I can... I'm interested, I'm interested, you know, this is me being naive and not knowing that world. Much at all, but and, and I I guarantee that you have thoughts on this. But the um for intellectually disabled in relationships with non-intellectually disabled, is there is there concerns there? Is there problems there? Is that um you know you you get into the I I would imagine that you get into the idea of you know is this just a uh what's the word yeah
0: playing or an infatuation or like
1: yeah a fetish kind of thing you know or a you know does it matter it you know I, i'm i'm kind of curious if if they had made eleanor and zach a love interest kind of thing does that raise eyebrows does not in a good way, even in the disabled community, you know. I mean, that... I
0: think there are issues of consent, but I think that everyone can understand consent if you teach it properly. And I think that if if Eleanor was attracted to him, and they he understood, you know, consent, and she understood, mm-hmm. she explained it, or somebody explained it to him. To both of them. I don't see a problem with it. I, I mean, I, to Perfect. be fair... I've never seen a relationship with a non-disabled person, and somebody with Down syndrome. I honestly haven't. I don't, I've never seen seen that depicted or seen it in real life. I'm sure it exists. I'm sure there are people with Down syndrome who are totally with non-disabled people and are great, but we, because we never see it, I think it's fair to think, oh yeah, there would be a consent violation. But I think if you teach consent, you can teach consent to anybody if you do it the right way.
1: Yeah, and it probably can't be the person that's trying to get the consent teaching the consent to that person. Either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I could see, you know, your red flags go off if you're the the parent or caregiver of of somebody with Down syndrome who who, who does need more care than you know, you see plenty of, of Down syndrome uh um I don't I don't know if it's communities or, or uh people with Down syndrome that you know are able to have you know, fully functioning jobs, and go get their own and house, babies. and do, yeah, know, yeah, 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 having babies, and and whatnot, and everything's everything's great, you know. And and truthfully, probably not probably, you know, end up being much happier and more content, and and more loving, and more genuine, and more uh, caring than any non-disabled person that I've ever met, you know. Which is which is great, but there are some people out there that it, that is much much more difficult for. So, you know, if, if you've got somebody and and again, forgive my, my naivety, but um, is there a spectrum of in Down syndrome? Do you know, is it like, is, is there like, (laughs) <laughs> this is going to sound really shitty, but like a little bit down syndrome versus a lot of bit down syndrome, or is it just, do you, do you know the answer to that? And it's okay. Um,
0: you know what? I'm not going to speak on it. Cause I don't know too much about it. So no one, I don't want to be like, yeah, of course. I don't know. So, but if you're listening <laughs> and you know, if, you, if you're listening and you are sure, somebody with down syndrome, um, come on the show and tell me, or we'll have, we can have, we can have you back and we can, we can have Jeff back and we can have a whole chat about it.
1: Cause Let's just start the regular. This is a, a new regular thing, Andrew. Yeah, well, not.
0: just you just yeah. pop on every now and then. It's <laughs> not a bad idea, actually. This is a really fun, free, flowy, like.
1: Yeah, let's do it. I'm down.
0: I, I like that idea. Um, oh yeah! Before I forget, I wanted to mention the guy yeah. who played Rappern, the skinny, wiry guy.
1: Yellow Wolf. Is that who he was
0: the skinny yeah, wiry rap-
1: guy? Yeah, he that with all the tattoos.
0: No, the one who was like go. Oh. Do all that the white guy,
1: the the guy, the main guy that hit him with the tire iron. Yeah, that guy. Okay, never mind.
0: So he um. played a wheelchair user in the sessions back in twenty twelve.
1: Oh. And so
0: when I saw him, I was like, "Hmm, interesting that you're in another film. Uh, this is really cool."
1: Yeah, but this time not playing the disabled person. <laughs> yeah, no,
0: I reviewed that for the show too, and I couldn't stand that they got a guy who wasn't disabled yeah. like and then, and if you ever watch that movie and review it for the show obviously it's not a documentary so you probably won't but if you did you'll see what I'm talking about it's what movie is this The Sessions in 2012 oh. it's about a guy in the 80s named Mark O'Brien who was a disability activist who had never had sex before and he wanted to get off and he couldn't get off and he wanted to get off and he hires a sex therapist um Cheryl Cohen Green, is really famous sex mm-hmm. sex therapist slash sex worker. Um, and she works with him to, you know, give him a sexual experience, and then he kind of falls in love with her, and then um I think he dies at the end. I can't remember, I think he dies at the end. Uh but yeah, he was it was based on a true story, and they got this guy to play him. And I was watching him yesterday in Peanut Butter Falcon being like, Oh, you're in another disability bill, but at least at least you're not playing the disabled guy this time.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I that's that's like, you know, the, the further back, back in time you go, how often you see, you know, either non yeah, what you know, like uh what do you call like races, that someone who's not the race of the person they're portraying yeah. playing that or uh the you know disability is probably a big one because uh you know the 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 uneducated Hollywood producers or whatever going well we're never gonna be able to find someone who can actually act who like okay but yeah, do you yeah. know how many people are out there that that have disabilities that I'm sure would love <laughs> the opportunity to show you that they and can just, act do this especially thing. especially if they're having to act like a disabled person because that's their life. That's who, who better? They are t-
0: anyway, right. yeah, yeah.
1: Right. Um, like I thought representation that- representation with it, that's being misrepresented. <laughs> it's it's kind of shitty. But.
0: Like I mean, and it's just like you know, Hollywood has so much money. Like, I'm that's what I said at the beginning. I'm so glad that they mm-hmm. did it the right way, and I'm so glad that they cast a disabled actor. And I'm so glad. Like, yeah, there were a ton of problems with the film. They were like that I. Yeah. It's like okay, all right, sure, but but that when I and that's the very first scene you see and you know like as a disabled person you know right away you're like okay, where are we? What's going on here? It's obviously about disability. What's going on? Okay. And like that was really refreshing to see as a an audience member. Yep. Um, one of the dumb parts that made me cry was when they finally go to meet the red the saltwater redneck oh. when they finally yeah. meet him. Who was the guy from Wings like 30 years ago? Um yeah. when they finally go to meet him, and he says to Zach, Oh, we um th- or he says to Tyler, Oh, we we shut down the school 10 years ago. Like we don't do it anymore. Um and, and you know, see you later. And he, so he says goodbye to Zach and Tyler, and then 10 minutes later he comes out with the car. I was like, Oh, it's so stupid.
1: I know. Oh no, but it. all right, sure. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those things where you you catch yourself being like, I am way more easily like affected by this corny shit than I ever thought I would be. Oh
0: yeah, like I was, I felt a tear and I was like, what? It's wrong with me. This is really dumb.
1: Right, but but it was so so well done, and you know you kind you you feel the 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 excitement in Zach because he when he gets to say, I told you. I told you. Yeah, yeah. He, and he's like, you know, I told you. He was real. Yeah. And they're, they're, have the nod and be like, you're right. And, and you know, there's the, the, the childlike joy that you see in not just Zach in this moment, but in a lot of Down syndrome uh, kids or people it, in their lives is so pure and so yeah. uh, enviable that it's hard not to see that. And, and, and a like you said, get a tear in your eye, but also just be so you know. It, it reminds me of, of of you know when when a little kid sees Santa Claus or something, and and it's yeah, that literally joy. Like, but joy. But but you get to to keep that into adulthood. That yeah. doesn't go away for you, like that. That's that's an enviable thing, and we could learn something from people who are or you know you you could it's hard to even call that a disability you know what i mean like That's you the may be, joy yeah you may be ultra able <laughs> because you're able to feel those things that we all miss yeah. what you're feeling as nostalgia these guys are feeling as true pure un, un-filtered, unfiltered joy, joy. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah 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 exactly i love it it was a. Uh, it was. I. I'm definitely. When he. When he like roared the car around and they were all in the car singing the song, and you could tell like that's what I love the relationship between Shia LaBeouf and and Zach. You could tell when they were in the car and he had his hands up and they were just playing. They were not acting there. There was a moment where I was like, they're 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 not. They're not even. They don't even care about these characters right now. They're just hanging out in this car singing this stupid song going to this thing like they didn't. Yeah. Care. And it was really kind of nice to see that.
1: And I liked I liked to, to speak on that. There there was several moments in the film where you watch them together and you go, Yeah, I, I have zero uh problem or zero issue imagining these guys as, as true friends. Oh, because, yeah, you know, there's the scene where, where they like are patting each other on the cheeks and they're yeah, kind of messing yeah, yeah. with each other and, and it's it's just one of those little things that you don't write that. I like I'd like to read the script of Peanut Butter Falcon. Like, does it say he pats him on the cheek and then Zach pats him back. And then, you know, they pat yeah, him. Yeah, and- like that, that's like, not it's written not in written that, there.
0: That was like pure friendship. That was them just being. <laughs> and that handshake they made up right at the yeah. beginning, Zach says, Oh, well, we have to have, we're buds, we're bros. Let's make a handshake. Yep. I found myself like, Oh, that's so nice. Because when, <laughs> when I was a kid, when I was a kid, it's like a disabled kid wanting friends on the playground. Fuck, I'm 40 and I'm disabled and I still have trouble making friends because sure. of disability so to see that for a minute I definitely didn't tear up but I was like oh like that's so nice that he wants yeah. that he just wants that friendship even though this guy even though this guy could be a skis ball could be like whatever he's like nope a minute let's have a handshake let's go
1: yeah yeah and he's like uh you know there there was a when he first meets Tyler he says something to him about like uh and I don't remember the exact words but basically like do you want to be, do you want to be friends? Are we, can we be buds? You yeah. Know? Like and something like that. Yeah. And it's like to have that level of, uh, you know, I don't know if you want to call it confidence, but just, you know, to just not have that kind of filter and, and in, in your approach to somebody and it to be reciprocated, you yeah. know, and and again, you know, we're we're suspending some disbelief for this movie because, in all for all intents and purposes, the character of Tyler had no, you know, could have like you said, it could have been a total skis ball, and he could have had nothing to do with him, or he could have been more more of a a, a threat to Zach than he was, and it just yeah, obviously this is a movie, so we're we're watching this this perfect scenario play out, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, but, it, you know, when when the biggest insult that this that this man can can drum up in his head is you're not invited to my birthday party. <laughs> I that mean, that's is
0: so cool. when, he's at, the, so when he's at good. the wrestling ring with the guy. He's yeah. like, you're not invited to my birthday party. I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah,
1: yeah, and you know, which leads to the the corniest scene in the whole thing. Oh, yeah, he's lifted up. Jake the snake and throws him. I thought know, that was sick.
0: so funny. I was like, that's so dumb, but it's so cool, but like, whatever. All right, yeah. sure.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, do you mind if we jump to the to the end? I want to ask you a question about Yeah, yeah, and of course. I, and I'm uh just because, you know, so spoiler alert, right? With what happens to Tyler's character at the end. Do you want to talk about that real quick? He gets beat up in the head, he gets hit with Tyron Did you think he was dead?
0: Um, no, I didn't think he was dead. I thought they just whacked him in the head. For some reason, I didn't think he was dead. Because I was like, they wouldn't do this to this poor guy who has, who, 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 through the whole movie has been saying, I have no family. I want a family. They're my family. Like they wouldn't, that's just too much to put this poor guy through.
1: I, I, when I first watched this, I, I definitely thought he was gone. And I'm sure that's what they wanted you to think. And, you know, I fell for it. And, but I was like, this is, (laughs) I was really actually pretty upset going, yeah. Is it unrealistic that he survived a beat down like that? Sure. You know, whatever. But like, at least he still got Eleanor and blah, 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 blah. But I I was sitting there going, this is kind of a dumb way to end it. If you're going to end it, with him losing the best thing that's happened to him. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, yes, I'm glad that Shia LaBeouf's character was still alive at the end. They show him for half a second, all beat up in the back of the car. And they, and they like,
0: hold crazy. hands. And they go, they say, look, we're in Florida. floor. I kind of like that ending, though. I like that. I really, in a lot of disability film that I've watched, there's a big moment at the end where they're like, oh, yeah, your disability doesn't mean anything. Whatever. I see you as a person. Blah, blah, blah. Barf, whatever. That bullshit. In this movie, they didn't do any of that. They were like, oh, we're going to Florida, that's it, done. And I love, it was like, there's no big, like, savior moment. There was no big moment where the able-bodied characters, like, changed the, you know, said, oh, yeah, you're disabled and I love you. Like, none of that bullshit. They were like, oh, we're going to Florida, whatever. I like that.
1: We're going to do, we're going to do, we're just going to go have life now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And and we, we became friends, the three of us and and partners or whatever you want to say and we've got a little family now we're just going to go live and then that's that's the end of the movie which is i agree with you is great um and i I mean there could have been a whole extended cut of like how is eleanor mm-hmm. going
0: to take care of him what is this what are the state rules of that what does the court say like they, they could right. they should there should have been something about that because like realistically you can't just take him to florida and start a life you need to there needs to be like what
1: right and they did it they did it immediately because he was still in his hospital bandages so you technically are kind of kidnapping now because you you just took someone who's still in custody in in state custody or i guess that we never really knew that for sure but it's it's implied that he is in some sort of state custody because he he's in that that home and you know, so if you're still if Shia Buff's still in in his bandages in, from the hospital and they're driving to Florida and they're still and he's still wearing his gravedigger shirt, which he's been wearing the whole movie, then that means that this is directly next. in yeah, the like timeline, right after like, like right. five
0: seconds after he was discharged, they're like, bye or, yeah, or so, he wasn't even discharged. I and, have a really story about the hospital and not being discharged properly. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, when is. I, when I, a couple of years ago, I got sick. I have, I have gas, I, um, gastric reflux problems. And I got, I was in, I was in the States and I got sick and I got a, I was puking up bile. It was a real fun time. And so I was in a, I was in Florida and a Florida hospital. And the minute you walk into Florida hospital, they ask you, how are you paying? And I'm from Canada. So I didn't, I was stupid and didn't get insurance. And I don't I, know. Yeah. <laughs> And I didn't yeah. think about that because I was sick, right? So we're in the hospital and every day that I was in the hospital, they would check on me and say, how are you paying? And i like, I'm sick. I'm trying to recover. Like, what the fuck? This is not cool. Yeah. And they they then were like, okay, hey, we want to do gallbladder surgery on you. So you're okay. And the doctor, they were about to do the surgery. And as soon as I was well enough, my family was like, we're taking you out of the hospital. We're flying you back to Canada where healthcare is free. We are making sure you get to hospital there, and we're not paying these fees. Like, so I, I've done the thing where you like secretly <laughs> yeah. run away from the healthcare system and don't say anything.
1: Hell yeah, that's so punk rock. <laughs> you're like, fuck you guys. You still have your hospital gown on. No, yeah, because if you're they good. wanted to
0: do the, if they wanted to do gallbladder surgery there, and I had no insurance, it would have been at least fifty thousand dollars, probably more. Um, oh yeah,
1: probably more. Yeah.
0: So we were just like. As soon as I was stable, I remember I still had the drains in me. I had all the things in me still. We had me in a in like in like pants and a little shirt, and I got on the plane and I was not well at all. But like my dad made sure I was okay, and we hijacked me to to.
1: Did they put you like in a whole lift and put you down? They you know, lower you down the window and like to the first floor and like put you in a in a sketchy van and like run, like Good, anything yeah. like that. <laughs> no,
0: well, I mean, oh, to get me out of the hospital, yeah, no, they put me, they like threw me in the car and like and we just yeah. I tailed it to the airport, but like yeah. I definitely remember, like yeah, running from running from the hospital and not like no and just not worrying about it. So when he ran, like I can understand why Zach ran too, because if Zach mm-hmm. had stayed, they would have put him in in state care where you know there was a point that point in the movie, and again. Listeners, we're going all over the place, so please watch the movie before you listen to this because you don't know what right. we're talking about. Um, so you know, she, when they're in the diner and and the guy calls her and says, "No, no, we have to get him into state care," and she says, "No, no, murderers and and prostitutes right. and all these people are there. We can't put him there." And the guy was like, "Well, there's nothing we can do. We'll have to process him tomorrow." Like he, they were running so that he wouldn't have to have that life, which. You know, makes me think about how many disabled people in the States and in Canada and the world are like, fuck it, we're not going to use state care because you're going to, you're going to institutionalize this person. We'll just figure Mm -hmm. it out.
1: Yeah. And it would have gone a long way in this, in this film though, if, you know, even if it wasn't, you know, you, you show a quick, you know, couple second thing of, of Eleanor signing a piece of paper and handing it to somebody where yeah. you can imp- imply that this is somehow me getting, you know, care take or guardianship of or yeah, you know, I don't know the something like that where it's like we we're not running from the law but I mean we it it's a it's a fictional film so you don't have to cover up all your bases. We're yeah, okay yeah. not but not knowing like, them.
0: But... you know when you're watching it from a critical eye you're like well, what do you mean you're just going to yeah. take them to Florida and not what what? Okay. Right.
1: right so are you running from from you know the law for the rest of your life or are you uh yeah i don't know
0: yeah it, it's, and like a, do you really think that you and shia labeouf are going to stay together for more than like maybe six months and then he's going to not go back yeah you really think that you're going to be i don't right. know like whatever
1: <laughs> yeah so so this couple day journey that you took you guys know that you're lifelong partners now and you can take take care of uh, uh, someone who might need your need your help like, longer than a couple care. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know if that's very realistic. That's why we need peanut butter Falcon 2 like Dude, the, what actually the like, of- what happened
0: in court <laughs> after like, yeah. But again, that's what, that's kind of the magic of that film was that it wasn't. And I liked that a little bit too. And I have to say, I liked it because they didn't go into all of the big Questions that that I was watching it critically and you were watching it good right. Like we were, mm-hmm. we were watching it to see like how does this go, and they didn't do any of that, which is kind of nice that they just yeah. was like, no yep. disabled people deserve a buddy film. We're gonna give yeah. them a buddy. we're gonna do it.
1: That's true. You know, a lot of a lot of uh, films and you know media that we see around disabilities and whatnot, it focuses pretty hard on on the logistics of things probably and and, you know how how this works but we just got it's okay to tell this story for the sake of this story and forget all the the details you know jeff and andrew stop stop worrying about all the, the little details like this wouldn't really work this wouldn't really work well i i could probably bring up hundreds of movies that are feel good movies that would never really work, but we still enjoy them because it, it lets us put ourselves into that, that, uh, into that place. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's fiction and it's feel good. And, uh, overall, I, I thought it, I thought this film was, was really well done. And, um, I also am a big fan, uh, of the acting of John Bernthal who never had any single, uh, Speaking parts in this film, but he was uh, the older brother and all the the memories.
0: Oh yeah, um, I recognized him from somewhere. I was like, I recognize that dude. I thought he was cute, so I was like, he was that cute brother guy. Yeah.
1: Um, he played uh, Shane in The Walking Dead, and he was the Punisher in the Netflix series. Oh,
0: nice. Yeah. Okay, that's why I recognize him from The Walking Dead. Then. Um, yeah. This movie kind of remind if we're like if we're thinking about classic buddy movies this movie felt very stand by me.
1: Oh yeah. Like, that's oh, yeah. What, it, that's yeah, yeah. what it
0: felt like when I was watching this movie, like stand by me, uh-huh. hardcore.
1: Yep. Crossing the train tracks and, and yeah, you know, yeah. And like, but, but this one was a river, you know, we got to get off to the side of the train tracks before the train hits us. Well, this one was, I got to pull you across the, the river the before, before, the before the shrimp, the shrimp
0: boat, the shrimp boat kills it. you. Yeah. Yeah. And I yep. thought like, you know, there were a lot of nods to like, again, the whole buddy comedy thing. And I thought it was, I thought it was shot nice. And you could tell that like, you could tell that they didn't have a huge budget and they were just like, all right, we'll just, that's why it's going to be set. Like, why mm-hmm. wouldn't he, why wouldn't he steal a car? Right. Why is he going to walk from one place <laughs> to You're one place? Like,
1: <laughs> right. Well, because uh, we don't have a budget. So here we go. Um, there was a couple of spots that made me laugh out loud. Some of which we already talked about, but um the comedy like the timing of some of the comedy especially from zach was like spot on oh yeah Uh, he's he's a funny dude yeah so when when shia labeouf's talking about the rules of following him and he's like rule number one i'm in charge rule number two don't slow me down rule number three you know whatever and or be quiet and he's like what's rule number one and he goes party (laughs) <laughs> and, and like just without question, that was rule number one. Like, yes, that's... and he's like, Yeah,
0: rule number two is what? Don't slow me down. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then uh so that made me laugh. And then the part that you mentioned earlier when he threw Eleanor's keys in the in the lake, and he uh he's just looking back at her and she's looking at him like, Oh my god, you just threw my keys in the in the lake, and he just starts dancing. Like yeah, look what, like I, just, I, look got what I just did. <laughs> I, I, just did. Dude, I got <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good.
0: Well yeah. that's why I thought it was so funny. Like, because in real life, there was no way that the woman that they would be she'd be like, okay i okay. 'cause I'm gonna go on your raft now. What? Like, no. <laughs>
1: yeah. She's probably on the phone with with uh the the, the place at that point yeah. going, Okay, meet me here because this, this some psycho drifter has got Zach and we're we're stuck.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, that's also, like, like it would have been better, too, if they had, and again, we suspended our disbelief. But, like, sure. wouldn't she do a background check on him? Wouldn't she be, like, and you are, and your <laughs> name? And, like, what's your, who are yeah. you? Like, what? Before you start making out with him in the car, do so you want to know who you're making out with? Like, what? Who is this guy? You don't know. You don't know.
1: Right, you jumped right to the fuzzy handcuffs. and. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah, I forgot about those. They were in there. Yeah.
0: I wonder if yeah. the blind guy about right in like right close to the beginning the blind guy that holds him up with the gun was oh, he yeah. I wonder if he was actual blind guy I was hoping he was. That's later. a good
1: question. We should totally look that up. That is a great question. Yeah, we should. I and feel then, like Are you going to look it up? I'm going to Google it. I'm going to see if Yes. If, <laughs> blind guy In peanut butter out <laughs> Blind guy peanut butter peanut It would be So before we know It will be really interesting to know, like you guys did such a good job casting a Down syndrome character with somebody who has Down syndrome and you have another disability in this film. Did you cast them with somebody with that disability?
0: And we are about to find out. Let's find out right now. The answer is drum roll Wayne DeHart. But does Uh it tell me if he's blind? No. It just says "is the heart blind." Yeah, now I have to do another. Is is wait? Oh, speaking of like facts about the movie that that was really cool. He in twenty nineteen, Zach, um, when they when he went to the Oscars, he was a presenter at the Oscars. He was the first person with Down syndrome to ever present an Oscar.
1: No shit. Yeah. What uh do you know did you see like what did he present and
0: I came out I didn't see the clip but I saw like he didn't win that year he was nominated he didn't win but he presented to somebody and I was like that's so cool that he that like yeah that's he did great that.
1: yeah and the uh um I know you know this this movie did really well on like Rotten Tomatoes and stuff so was it nominated for like Academy Awards and stuff? I think you know? so, yeah.
0: I'm pretty sure. Oh, oh, sweet.
1: I didn't know that. I knew it I knew it had a high rating on on the tomato meter, but
0: it doesn't say if he's blind or not, which is really
1: annoying. I feel like it would say it if he was. It doesn't say on IMDB. Let me just look one more time. Um I'm using my phone as a as a webcam right now, so I, I would look on my phone if I could, but I can't.
0: Uh, it says that. Uh, it doesn't say that he is or not. In like all these things I'm seeing,
1: is a. Nor normally wouldn't you think that if somebody, if an actor does have a disability, that's usually like one of the first lines in their bios. Doesn't it seem like that's so. what people focus on?
0: I'm gonna just put in. He's willing to hire it blind. Uh, uh, don't think so. He doesn't say directly he's not, but also he was in a, not that he couldn't have been in a bunch of films, but he's been in a bunch of films like, like Robocop 2. Okay. And Prison Break. So I'm gonna just pretend again, I'm not saying that a blind person couldn't be here, right. but I'm just going to Yeah, I'm not gonna say that, but I'm gonna I'm gonna look one more time to just make sure before I say something horribly ableist. Wait.
1: Right. Um So, so here's the question then. If Wayne Dehart is not actually blind, why make his character in this film blind? I don't think that there was anything in this film that that required him to be a blind character that it wouldn't have just have no, been just he could have back- just
0: been an, an old preacher.
1: Yeah, a, a, an old backwoods guy that baptizes people.
0: <laughs> I don't understand why it doesn't say. Like it's literally I've looked at three websites now and it's literally not telling me. <laughs> I mean I hope he is. Hope they did right by the
1: for, not not to hope not to hope blindness on Wayne, but for the sake of this this movie i hope he's blind i hope that they
0: i hope that they i almost had a thousand and threw my mic out the room i hope that they they did i hope (laughs) i don't know i don't know but you think they would you think they would fingers crossed
1: yeah you've you've got a a movie you're doing so well so far and you missed a big opportunity if you if you skipped that one just don't make his character blind if he's not blind yeah just make
0: him a backwards preacher i would believe that and that's fine right.
1: yeah yeah the only thing the only thing that he asked was are you black and they're like no
0: they were like trying to, they were trying to, for a minute there they're like what are we gonna say and then, then
1: yeah are are, are you god fearing yep yep <laughs> We sure are. That's good. Well, come on in, then. <laughs> I mean, not not a bad character, but again, that's a good point. I didn't. I never even thought about that. Like, was well, he... you know, the
0: old myth. They can't. How dare they have two disabled characters in one scene in one movie? How dare they
1: True. do it? True. <laughs> is that a thing? Is that like is that like something that you notice? Like, they if if there's if there's a disabled person, there's never two disabled people on. Oh yeah, film? it's a
0: running joke. Like you know, okay on buses and stuff, there's usually only one spot for a disabled person. There's only uh, in movie theaters there's usually only one spot for a wheelchair user. God forbid you'd have like two a friend. disabled <laughs> friends hanging out. Like, oh no, like what?
1: Right. Yeah, and uh whenever there's like the uh, I, I this is completely off topic, but you know um I, I'm I'm interested to know like is it is it uh, empowering or is it, does it feel good or does it feel like the token disabled person when you see like commercials or, or like the group of kids on the cartoon and one of them's in a wheelchair? Is it like, okay, cool representation. I love it. Or is it like, Oh, you put the token disabled kid in good job to you.
0: When I see that in TV and movies, it did for me. It's like, if they put the poor kid in the sad hospital wheelchair yeah and you're like in real life the kid would not the kid would be in a real wheelchair that was not rickety that was like made for him what are you doing
1: yeah that makes sense
0: so yeah i think that um i think that those are and but to to answer the larger question i sometimes like being the only disabled person in the room i think there i (laughs) think there are times when it's called for and there are times when it's great to be in a group. I love it when I'm the only one I went to last year, about around this time I went to a big award show in the UK. I flew down there and I was, I was asked to be a part of the, in the room and I was cool. the only person in a wheelchair in the room. Yeah. And I loved it. Cause I was like, good, good.
1: Like that. I get cool. to represent by myself.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, it's me. I trust
1: myself, so I get to represent it, and now I get the attention for that, and I get, yeah, that probably, I, I could see that. There are moments
0: that. where it's nice, and so I think that, like, I was saying earlier, maybe Zach should have a girlfriend. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's nice to just have, like, one central yeah. character that is doing it, but yeah. I would totally watch, I would watch Peanut Butter Falcon 2, and <laughs> I would, I, I want to see, like, hey, a year down the line, how are they yeah. doing? What's... Yep. like. Yep. Are Eleanor and Tyler broken up?
1: When did Zach leave to get milk and never come back? Yeah, yeah. Or not Zach, not Zach, not Zach, uh Tyler.
0: Yeah, no, when did <laughs> Tyler disappeared and find another girl at the store that he liked and then didn't
1: right. Yeah. Tyler drank too much moonshine and never stopped drinking it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. I found it kind of like when he when he says to him, How about this movie? He goes, he goes, Oh, my ankle hurts, and then Tyler goes, Oh, I'll drink this, you'll feel better. I was like, dude, you can't give the guy. You can't give the guy who dad's into a moonshine, and tell him it's medicine and it's fine. Like, what? What?
1: Yeah, and we never really got any uh, clarification on why his ankle was hurting, did we?
0: Yeah, he just said, my ankle hurts. And he's like, oh, drink this. Like, what? You, you couldn't huh. have gone back to that store and gotten, like, a Tylenol for the kid? Yeah, like, some what? aspirin.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I Wait, guess we used...
0: They should have said it, like, 30 years behind, because... Him having yeah. me behind the desk in 2019 feels kind of weird.
1: Like, why do you? That's true. Why? But I'll bet there, there are there are places down south that you're probably more likely to find homemade moonshine than you know aspirin. That's true. What? Well, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is true. Um,
0: what did you think? Did you did you want Redneck Saltwater Redneck to be more involved with Zach, or did you like how they were? Did you like that? Because the whole, his whole, Zach's whole motivation in the movie is to meet this guy. And they had maybe like, all we saw was like maybe two to five minutes of them interacting. And then right. that was it. What did you, how did you feel about that?
1: You know, I think that it was pretty, pretty well spaced out, well timed. I, I'm glad they didn't spend too much time with him because it would have been too, you know, zach's got his new hero so to speak you know yeah. he's got his new friend the guy who he thought was going to be his friend saltwater redneck thankfully he was a good enough dude you know that was a, a nice part in the the film he felt for the kid he uh taught him even though he had closed his school down it gave him a little bit of pride to have a little protege you know that that's that's great but this wasn't a redemption story for Saltwater Redneck. This yeah, was yeah. A, an adventure story for uh Zach and Tyler. So like if they had spent more time with him, it it almost like you know takes I think it may have taken away some of the specialness of of Tyler and Zach's relationship. Yeah. And and because his Role model or his idol, or whatever, was saltwater redneck. Well, there's no way that it, it almost feels too, too after school, uh,
0: especially to yeah.
1: Yes, if if everyone that when he he escapes from the this thing and everyone that he runs into is a really good person who's really accepting and really you know awesome, like that's almost too far. To suspend the disbelief. Yeah. So and I think so, that's what
0: they were trying to do with Jake the Snake, but it was, it didn't play very well. Like, I, I'm like, when he got mad, I was like, what are you mad about? He, there's no conflict between the two of you. Right. He hasn't done anything to you. Why are you all of a sudden pulling out the, the arm? Yeah. Like, what?
1: Right. And, you know, I, and I actually kind of liked that when he, first, when, when Peanut Butter Falcon first walks out into the wrestling arena and they're all just looking at him like, uh, what? to me that was more realistic it's like tylers over there going yeah yeah come on buddy you got this and everyone's like this isn't this, this is isn't such a dirty thing yeah. this is this is our hobby and whatever and you know but then they started chanting peanut butter falcon and i'm going you've you've got a lot of accepting people in these backwoods arkansas or wherever you're at that you know so to me that felt a little bit a little bit much, you know, I even, I even could have done. I, as much as I liked the scene for some reasons, I even could have done without the whole wrestling match scene. Yeah. Unnecessary. It it did. And like, this is, it could have stopped at saltwater redneck. It's not doing the thing. He puts on his costume, comes, picks him up, teaches him how to wrestle a little bit and that was the end of it then they move yeah, on yeah. you know that would have still i think scratched the itch for 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 zach but also showed him that that life's not just gonna go be this perfect thing you know but you've still got your new friend you just made the woman who's cared for you for for a while Two years. And now we're all big, you, yeah. yeah we're all big family now and we're Which all great makes no sense but I'm
0: never gonna be okay with like yeah what sure (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. um I don't think of other parts of it that I like is there anything else that, that you wanted to bring up
1: um let me think we talked about the kid getting punched in the face we talked about the moonshine guy at the grocery store um rat boy the part
0: part where Zach says to or Zach says to Tyler and they're they're having the moonshine and he says to him oh my family doesn't want me like Tyler doesn't question that he goes oh yeah okay like no big deal all right like no like what do you mean your family doesn't what do you mean like yeah if you had somebody with down syndrome out in the fucking backwoods wherever they were wouldn't Mm. you be like what do you mean your family doesn't want you tell me more I would need to know more about this
1: yeah yeah, I I feel like I probably would. <laughs> like, oh, that's a bummer, dude. Should we talk about that?
0: Yeah, <laughs> that you seems like
1: to something that could be that could be a uh, a topic of conversation. And I mean, like,
0: why didn't they? It's funny because the audience knows that Tyler's brother died in the car crash, but uh, Zach has no idea that Tyler's brother
1: died. Good like, point. Like, that's a good point. I, I didn't think about that either. We all know that 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 happened but nobody else does yeah the
0: whole audience is like what we know but zach has no clue and neither does the girl That neither does Eleanor, right. and no yeah yeah why didn't uh, there was some threads in there that i was like this is making no sense what
1: yeah they that they feel like they should have been those threads should have been pulled but they never were like wouldn't like... It have
0: been better if at the end of it at the end of the movie they are leaving the hospital and they're like high-fiving in the car shouldn't Tyler have said to Zach you're my brother now or some you know something yeah, yeah. I it more
1: yep or you know if if at some point you know Eleanor's questioning why he's being so good to Zach and he says because I lost my brother and and he's felt like a brother to me and I'm able to repay the kindness that my brother showed me or some, some, something along the lines yeah that that puts it together and gives him the opportunity to at least, to at least uh, uh, insinuate oh, wow. to the audience His brother. that yeah, yeah, that I'm telling the story to Eleanor and Zach, and even if it's not telling the whole story, it's like I lost a brother, and now, oh, like you said, now you're you feel like you are my brother or something.
0: Because otherwise, the flashbacks. Which probably cost a lot of money to do. What, what what are they for? If no one knows the 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 what, what why?
1: Arguably, the most expensive part of this film was the flashbacks that had John Bernthal in them, <laughs> and Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're paying two Hollywood, the two biggest names in the film, probably, and 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 they they they're, they're be, almost even
0: Using it as a story poppin for anybody else
1: but the audience, right? again it'd be interesting to have read the original script to this and see did they cut things out was there something hit the cutting room floor that we yeah they must this?
0: have because it didn't yeah. that part didn't flow for me it didn't work yeah. like no. he definitely right. should have been like you're my brother now zach yeah. and the end of the film there you go done or like yep. they could have just called the movie brothers and then i don't know yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Something as simple as that could have could have put and it all. Peanut
0: Butter Brothers. Or I don't know.
1: Yeah, what Peanut it? Brothers. Yeah,
0: yeah. They <laughs> okay. Peanut Brother Falcon. Listen, Hollywood, call us. We we can right. We,
1: <laughs> we are script writers right now. Or they could have done a callback if at the end, when they're driving to Florida, if Eleanor starts falling asleep in the car, and they oh, start yeah. to, drive and then it goes to credits. <laughs> yeah, I like that idea. <laughs> That's more morbid, but
0: that would have been a little. Well, if we if it turned into a horror comedy, then maybe,
1: right? <laughs> yeah, if uh if if Tyler died when he got beat up by by the the, the one dude, and then they drift off the road because she falls asleep at the end, and they all die. Yeah, horror horror comedy. I like this. Yeah, credits roll. Yeah, yep. and then uh so the, I I don't I think I mentioned it before, but the dude. With all the tattoos, that was a terrible actor. Um he that's uh a a rapper. Some redneck oh, okay, rapper. So
0: like a big rapper? Because I had no idea who he was.
1: Yeah, his name's Yellow Wolf. He's he's got okay. a following, but I don't know. Cool. I don't care about him. Doesn't they do nothing for me. They couldn't have gotten common or somebody. Well, they probably couldn't afford common, would be my guess. True, yeah. He's famous. And now. and yellow Yellow Wolf has a uh, uh has I don't know if it's a gimmick or a shtick or I don't know his backstory where he's from or anything, but it's kind of a, a redneck kind of stick. So I think I mean fits. he was
0: really good. That guy was really good at kicking people in the face with dirt.
1: True. Yeah, and spitting in their face. Yeah. Um and there was I don't know if you've ever heard of the musician called Coulter Wall. Um I haven't. There's a a scene where right at right at the beginning when uh tyler is is in there he's like scaling a fish in that market and then that dude comes and talks to him and he tells him to turn the music down or whatever
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. So playing the backgrounds uh one of my favorite musicians named coulter wall so shout out to coulter if anyone's listening
0: Cool, cool hey coulter if you're listening if you listen if you're listening to this uh, little yeah. show that you probably will never stumble on um thanks cool good yeah, for you
1: but but we've just we've already said culture wall a few times so if a transcript comes out then if he googles his own name it might fall upon, upon his own yeah Col-
0: maybe culture wall
1: culture wall culture wall, Colter wall, Colter wall.
0: <laughs> hey listen culture wall if you want to <laughs> give us five stars please five stars Speaking of yeah stars,
1: i think there you go <laughs> Do you have any final
0: thoughts on the film any like any like
1: no i think you know i think we covered pretty much the thing you know we we uncovered some things that to me didn't uh didn't occur to me as being somewhat problematic or some you know not problematic but uh you know you pick apart movies and all of a sudden you start finding the things that that didn't make much sense so um but i still i still rate this up there with one of uh i i honestly think this is probably one of my favorite movies i actually told my wife after we finished watching it like you know, I don't have any bad feelings after I watched that. I liked how that turned out. I I don't walk away from that going, oh, that was rough or anything, you know. Yeah,
0: like there was nothing there, and that's kind of why why it holds up. And and yeah, it's silly and yeah, I get all that. But like, it was a nice simple buddy movie and it happened to talk about disability a little bit. Yep. Now, I would have loved to have seen this movie. Could you imagine if Parting thought, can you imagine if this moon did if Zach was a wheelchair user? How the fuck would they have gotten anywhere?
1: Things. Right. That would have changed things. <laughs> For sure.
0: How would they have hit, how would they have gotten in the bush? And how would they like
1: it it would have never he would have never made it you could have greased him up as much as possible and he wouldn't have gotten I mean, through yeah, the he window.
0: Yeah. There's no way. It would have been
1: over before it started.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So listen, peanut butter Falcon two and a half, call me. Let's
1: yeah, so let's you and I star in a movie where I will be. Let's see, we'll we'll put it in. Maybe we can do it futuristic. Okay. okay so yeah. Instead of, instead of backwoods like Arkansas, North Carolina, wherever they were, we'll do it like futuristic, like apocalyptic world. Okay. And I am a like a, a some renegade, uh, you know, Mad Max style. Um, and you are. Let's see. You, um. I'm help me out
0: here. my random i'm excited to hear my random right now
1: yeah <laughs> um you are let's see if we're going peanut butter falcon style you are a mechanic okay help uh helping to build robots and you have actually created I'm an android mechanic yep yep you've from... created yourself a chair uh of some sort that you that helps you to get around um it's a hover chair. It's a hover chair. It doesn't. It's seem... hover. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking more like, like animatronic, like legs, like, like. Well, both like of
0: those. Both can be true. Spider
1: style legs. Like you have six. So like, uh, like
0: the when.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And somehow we'll meet up and we'll become besties as, as we're like escaping some tyrant or something.
0: I'm here for this weird. Okay. Let's, let's make it I have no money or budget or connections but let's uh...
1: me neither I've got a microphone yeah me too we I, <laughs> I mean like
0: it could that. be a it could be a podcast it could be a it could be a
1: oh the audio cast like the I mean, um uh, like a what is it called the audiobook like, kinda of, kind of yeah like uh, audio
0: book adventure adventure yep. thing that's actually yep. not a bad idea we should we should t- we should workshop that out
1: <laughs> I'm into this <laughs> all right
0: be silly and nobody will listen but we'll have it forever i don't know
1: man hey did i tell you i don't think i did i uh, um after you were on uh my show documentary um and we posted and i posted a a reel of us and i I posted the thing and then you posted like a a a link to our our show on on your thing and i got a a message from one of my friends who I haven't talked to in forever and her her name is Erin and she'll probably listen to this, but she messages me and goes, Holy shit. Your show just got a shout out by capital T H E, the Andrew Gerza, the, uh, she said the disabled queer, um, uh, what'd she call you? Um, she basically, yeah, she, she, well, it was like, like the King of, of, disabled queer uh um what help me with the word yeah um,
0: whatever yeah something what like there? that
1: and and i was like yeah he's a really cool dude and she well she has a son who has the uh cerebral palsy and so she's a fan of yours and your show and all that and oh that's and so I, nice yeah, and she's she's like, I'm like fangirling over here because I'm I'm seeing, you know, this whole thing and I'm and you seeing his like, oh you
0: just seem like a nice dude. I didn't know all this Yeah, stuff. he's a
1: really good good dude. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I told her, uh I said, watch out because I'll be on his show here somewhat soon. Well,
0: and Aaron, and, if you're listening and you wanna come on the show and fangirl or bring your son, we can we can do it. We can do it we can do a PG how old is her son?
1: I have no idea, honestly. Again, I haven't. I haven't okay. talked to her. I didn't even know she had a son with cerebral palsy until she told me because you were on uh, our show,
0: so. Aaron. If you're
1: listening, we'll do a kids friendly
0: episode or not. I, whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do. I don't know. I
1: don't know. Or leave, Or or we don't have to have him on it, and you guys can just talk, chat about all the good stuff. And then yeah, I can also that.
0: So be in touch with one of us, and yeah, that's cool. We we went well, off on a huge fucking. Hit. I don't even know what. I think it's. I think we're yeah. done.
1: So well, let's... well, welcome to to talking to Jeff Kolaski, and he cannot stay on topic. <laughs> I like that. I like that we went All over the plate. It's fine. Yeah. Usually
0: when I do, usually when I do this, I have like five pages of notes, and I read the notes, and then that's the show. This was. This is a nice, like, let's go all over the place and let's not follow yep. any kind of like trajectory. Let's just go.
1: Absolutely. I've enjoyed this very much. I appreciate you having me on. And, oh, uh, we,
0: it, well, we talked about it jokingly, but you can, you're welcome back anytime to do another one of these. Thank fun. you. Thank you.
1: Yeah. I I would, I would absolutely love to. And as, as I'm watching cinema throughout uh, the, you know, forever now, um, I will keep my ears and eyes open for something that maybe we can chat about again. So, yeah, if we, that works.
0: we definitely should. I mean, I have, I have feelings about a couple movies, actually. That have you seen? Again, any anyone who doesn't want to listen more, you can say goodbye, but whatever.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's whatever. We'll still talk.
0: <laughs> yeah, have you listened, Have you watched Poor Things
1: yet? Poor Things. Yeah, with that uh, Emma Stone and. Oh the- no! But that's the one that she keeps showing up with, like strange glasses on or something. Yeah, and she's a, she's a baby. She's a oh. she's a woman,
0: who long story there's a whole bunch of disability related stuff that's problematic okay. you should go to the theater or when it's downloadable you should watch it and see like and I'd love to know your thoughts
1: okay I have yeah. a lot, I, have,
0: I have a lot of them
1: is she disabled in the movie
0: no but she's playing there's a lot of parallels to ableism that I didn't love anyway but okay. that's it's fair on the whole the show so out of okay. out of <laughs> five power chairs how many power chairs would you give pinot mignon
1: oh man i didn't think about the rating um do i rate is, is there any specifications for this rating or is it kind of arbitrary no it's just okay. like, i i i love this to me it's in some of my my top cinema just because it makes me feel good and i like a lot of the themes throughout it um i would give this like i'll, I'll just give it a five power chairs because wow um, wow yeah why not
0: i'll give i'll give it a 4.2 <laughs> because i had some for me i was like oh, okay there's some ableism that i don't love basically sure. the r word has to drop it down a few points i wasn't i didn't super love it you had it. to
1: remind me about that didn't you can i retract yeah
0: yeah um, do it again
1: okay um I'll give it four and a half power chairs.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm still going to go with 4.2, 4.2 yeah. for me. Um, Jeff Golaski, this is so fun. Yeah. It was. <laughs> I could, I definitely want to do this again. We should do like a side. Show. We should do like a, let's do it. Let's do that. Audio, let's do that pod thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, that sounds fun.
1: fun. Yeah. Why does that sound fun all of a sudden? <laughs> I really want to do that.
0: That sounds like a good idea.
1: Yeah. And, and, and parting note, um, I don't know if you know this, which you don't, because I've never told you this. But already. I do not like popcorn.
0: What? And John. here's
1: another here's another funny thing. I married a woman who also does not like popcorn.
0: And did you know this before you married her?
1: Well, before I married her, yes. But before I met her, no. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I need to. How, how would I know that about her before I met her? But I
0: need to understand. Not, how do you? What? Look what.
1: Yeah, so it it is and so many uh, questions. Like, You're all around,
0: what kind of psychopath are you that you don't like popcorn?
1: <laughs> well, it's a texture thing, really. I okay, all right. Is there some ADHD uh, flavor? Kind of- maybe, maybe. I I don't n- nothing like bad. It's just I don't like the kernels. I don't like the 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 sound it makes when I bite into it. I don't like the aftertaste. It's just a strange thing for me. I all right. Big... So when
0: you go to the movie theater to watch an, an ableist film, you will eat.
1: <laughs> I will eat. Um, so I usually get a slushy okay. or like an icy. Okay. And if I'm going to eat, eat anything, it's probably, well, like snack related stuff. It's yeah. usually like like a, a Reese's Pieces or something like all that. All
0: right. All right. You want me to back over with Reese's Pieces? Okay. Best <laughs> podcast in the world. How do you? How yeah, does
1: it? For sure.
0: This podcast we've gone off the rails. Yeah, we finished about like a million minutes ago. So yep. if you're still if you're still with us, thank you for, for thank you thank for you. all the tangents you followed us on because I don't know how we got here, but uh,
1: is there a podcast called Tangent? Because if there's not, I think we just found the we name should, for our. I mean, our really, I would. That'd be,
0: let's Google that. Is there a podcast? Wait. I need to know now.
1: I I love it that I keep I keep derailing your show. This
0: is it's so much it's so fun (laughs) because I usually have it so structured. This is actually (laughs) nice to not have to worry about it. Is there a podcast called called Tangent? Tangents. Mm. Uh. There's a whole bunch with the word tangent in it.
1: But not just tangent.
0: But not just... Oh, there might be one with tangent in it. There might be. Well, they just got
1: a few hits thanks to us.
0: Well, yeah. So tangent people... Yeah, there's one called tangent spoo. Okay, well... Well, we're so close. So close.
1: But We'll spell it with a Z at the end. Yeah,
0: we'll make it cool, and it'll be like two T's and whatever.
1: Yeah. Okay, you can do your outro now, and I promise I won't interrupt.
0: Okay, <laughs> so before I do the outro, the outro is Jeff Kalaski, How do the people? How do they get a hold of you? How do they support your show? How do they follow you?
1: Sure. So we at Documentary are you can find us at Documentary Podcast. Pretty much on anything, um, Spotify, Apple, all the 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 big name. Podcast stuff. We also have a YouTube account. We do video of most of our more recent uh episodes. Uh, we don't do Patreon or anything. We don't have ads on our show, so we're just you know, you, you don't have to listen to any of that to get through us. So if that's good, you do to for you do me, that.
0: folks. you do for me. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, but you me.
1: have you have good ones like <laughs> Clona Willie and shit. So yeah, yeah, that's
0: true. I do. I do. Thank yeah. you, for <laughs> for such a cool company. Thank you. Yeah. But also buy ad space on documentary. Do it. They need money. Yeah,
1: that would be fun. I mean, I would love that. But no, we uh, we don't. We don't. Uh, let's see. YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook are the ones that I normally post on, and uh, that's that's how you find us. All right, I'll make sure that all this is in the show notes. You're the uh, best.
0: This is so fun. I'm kind of annoyed that we have to stop now. I think this is really <laughs> fun.
1: Yeah, man. I, I've, I've really enjoyed this. And um, anytime we'll we'll do it again. I think we have we have future plans now. Yeah, I
0: think I think I seriously think that that weird. What is it called? It's not an, it's like an audio series. It's like a podcast. I yeah, there's,
1: uh, there's
0: a name for it. I forget what it is. Anyway, we're going to do that. And we're going to talk about that off the air because you guys want to listen to this anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming on Disability After Dark. Here's the outro. Bye. Bye. I love doing episodes like that of Popcorn and Power Chairs and I love talking about disability film. Uh, it was so fun to sit down with Jeff and I would love for you to come on to an episode of Popcorn and Power Chairs and review review a movie with me. So if you want to do that or you want to be a guest in general, I'm feeling better so I can actually I can actually commit to having more guests. And I'd love to have you. So if you want to be a guest on the show, or if you've been trying to get a hold of me and i has been seeming like I've been ignoring your emails or rescheduling, I'm feeling a little bit better now. So let's please get you on. Please send an email to androidandrewgerza Andrew with the subject line... Sorry, androidandrewgerza.com Andrew with the subject line Popcorn and Power Chairs or Disability After Dark, and we would love to have you as a guest. Thanks, friends. Here's the real outro. Bye, and thank you to Jeff from Talkumentary for being here today. But now's now the real outro. Talk to you soon. Bye. All right, friends. Well, there goes another episode of Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on disability stories with me, your host Andrew Gerza. If you want to follow my work, you can head over to my social media: Andrew Gerza six on Instagram, Twitter, and. TikTok, although I never use it. If you want to follow my website and find out about my speaking opportunities, my gigs, and ways to have me come to your event, go to www.andrewgerza.com. If you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash disabilityafterdark and you can get the show days early, completely ad-free, and a shout-out on the air, so if you want to support the show, you're able to do that. And please, please leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. It really does help shows like this about disability, which are very rare, get supported. Thank you so much for being with us, and stay comfy, cozy, and crippled. Until next time. Bye! Copyright notice. Disability After Dark was created, recorded, and produced by Cripple & Co. Productions and Andrew Gerza. Any and all use of materials, graphics, audio recordings, etc. cannot be used or distributed without express permission. If you would like to use an episode of the podcast or license an episode of the podcast on your website, please consider emailing Andrew Gerza and Cripple Co. Productions at disabilityafterdarkpod at gmail.com. Copyright 2024.